The Words with Chris and Drew podcast is part of Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. For episode archives of Words with Chris and Drew and all of the shows on the network, visit us at www.podnose.com. You can also follow us on Twitter by at Podnose or send us an email by admin at podnose.com. Podcast. Right. Music. Everybody. Yeah, hello. Episode, you just say what episode oh, it is. 26. 26, cool. We're halfway through this series. <coughs> we are, yeah. Oh my god. We've had some good times. Yeah. And more to come, right? Yeah. Woo! So, uh, yeah, just to give you a, uh, I don't know, a uh, summation of what's going to be in this episode. we got questions, as usual. Andrew's got a joke that he's promised me is short. Go, do you remember? Still, still doing jokes, are we? Yeah, he saw after the um, <laughs> after the. Well, I was about to say shitstorm, but that kind of overegs the custard a little bit, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. After, after the uh, disagreement that it inspired amongst several listeners, got a bit upset with your joke last week. I think. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why we did the little poll at the start of this series. We did ask if people still wanted the joke, and we got the response was in the affirmative. So. Amazing, Don't blame us. Amazing voter turnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An entire two people voted. <laughs> yeah. The will of the people. I'm sure those two people loved it. Uh, I think Emily was actually one of the people who said yes. Was she? Yeah. I thought it was Scott and Julian. I seem I to think, remember. I think, well, maybe, maybe it was three then. All right, well, but Emily wasn't too happy with it. She didn't like last <laughs> week's joke. And, no. Um, Neither did I, to be fair. Oh, well. But, you know, you got another go at it this week, you know? To pull well, something out of the bag. See if I can redeem myself in the eyes of all these ingrates. Oh! You know, give them an hour's free <laughs> entertainment a week. <clears throat> yeah. yeah well. Get slated. Well, um, yeah, well, we've also got, um, obviously, as is every week, Jigsaw Jamboree. <laughs> portion six. Yeah. And yeah. this week we have a special feature, um, which we spoke about last week, which is uh, Drew versus Provender. Now, we have just put a post out. Um, saying if people would like to have a guess at how many um, cocktail sausages Andrew could fit in his mouth at one time. Um, this is obviously without swallowing them. He just needs to fit as many in as possible. Um, then they can, they can guess on the Facebook. <clears throat> and uh, the winner wins a brand new box of cocktail sausages that haven't been in Andrew's mouth. Yeah, I think you probably prefer those. <laughs> yep. So, um, Why is it we'll... always me that has to do these? Because uh, I think that's more entertaining. Why? Because it's, it's you. We're like, you're not used to doing these things, these silly things. How many times have you... Not, you're a sensible man. How many times have you crammed zillions of sausages? I've never done it. I've never well, done maybe it. you should have a go as well. I might have a go, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just see how you get on first. I, well, I think I speak for the listeners when they say, actually, it'd be quite fun if everyone had a go. Well, everyone, if, you, if you're at home and you want to try this... Yeah, join in. Send, send, you send us your results. Yeah, see if you can beat Andrew's score. Yeah, yeah. 
See, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Are you sure you want me to have a go? Because I don't want to have to beat you at another thing. Oh, yeah, very like, good. Very yeah. good. So, very good. No, to be honest, I mean, I don't mind losing this one. Oh, right. No, no, no. no. you still got to try, though. Oh, yeah, people try, could be guessing. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. All know. right, good. Um, we so, to, yeah. I think we ought to practice the old Heimlich manoeuvre, maybe. Nah, it'd be fine. Well, I don't um, want to die if and say course, good. Well, although that would be a pretty funny way to go. I mean, this 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 little, <laughs> this little show of ours is fun, but I wouldn't die for it. No, no. But I mean, you won't die from it. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> right. Shall we? Um, uh, shall we crack on? Well, uh, I'm not going anywhere for the next uh, fifty minutes, so why not? All right then. Um, Steve Watling. Hey, Steve. Long time no question. What's going on, man? Oh well, you having a go at him already? No, no, no not at all. Alright, you just miss him. No, no. Misses. Just miss you. Just miss you. Yeah. Um, he's got a, it's quite a good question, actually. He said, um, after watching the Paralympics and being blown away, it did raise the question, if you can run 100 metres in just over 10 seconds, should you get a blue badge for parking? And he said, I couldn't run 10 metres in 10 seconds. Hmm. Well, the point I would make is that I think the only way you could possibly enforce this is... Like when people apply for their blue badges, mm. the authorities would have to say, prove that you're not a Paralympic athlete. Yeah. You know, that, that's, a bit, uh, not, you, that's a bit not cool. No, not really. Do you think that Paralympians have blue, like, badges. blue badges and stuff? I, I have no idea. Because, I mean, I, still... may, maybe, maybe some do. They're still disabled, aren't they? Maybe some don't. I don't know. Well, that's quite an interesting one, actually. Because, I mean, Steve does raise a good point. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's again, you know, you can't very well say to every disabled person ever, oh, well, you see these Paralympians, they're not yeah, complaining. Yeah. You know, I think that's sort of like, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's not, it's not very, uh, it's not very good, is it? No, I mean, it's not really a way of, like, if someone just parks in a disabled space mm. and you're going up and be like, hey, 100 metre race now. Well, that would that would be a worry. That would set a worrying precedent, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I mean, I think we've got to say, yeah, you still should be able to get your. Yeah, you know, I would say if you, if you you know if you satisfy all of the relevant criteria. Yeah. It's, I do uh, wonder though. Still, you still get your blue badge. I do you? wonder now. Now he said it about Paralympians. Do you think they 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 do get that kind of treatment? I mean, they should, I mean, there's no reason why they... Well, it, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know any Paralympians. No, it's brought up a lot of questions, though. Well, there was, there was a thing that um, one of the Paralympic events the other day, I think it was one of the distance events. Yeah. Or, or I can't, Actually, I don't remember which event it was. It was one of the running events. Yeah. And, like, the three dudes that uh, came first, second and third or something like that, um, they... In the equivalent event in the Olympics uh, uh, last month, they each would have landed on the medal table or something like that. All oh, right. Or they, yeah, they would have finished in the top five out of everyone. Yeah. So it's you know I think you know. Do you, for thought. Do you Always. think you could beat a Paralympian in a hundred meter race? Um, no. Because <laughs> I am fantastically out of shape. Yeah. And even even in even in my physical prime, I don't think I could. Compete. When was that? <laughs> when was that? Oh, well, you know. No, I don't. Back when... Uh, it can't have been when I knew you. It was back when <laughs> Robot Wars was originally on the telly. Mm. I was fit as a fiddle then. I used to play football like twice a week, had the PE at school twice a week. Yeah. Uh, went to taekwondo once a week. I was, you yeah, 
Yeah. I was about to say solid. I've never been solid. No. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I don't think I'd use that word what's, to describe what's, you. No. I, but I was in. I was in good Flimsy. shape. Flimsy. Oh yeah. I've always frail. Been. Frail. Yeah. Uh, crumbling sandcastle. Crumbling sandcastle springs to mind, and uh, dying tree. Dying tree. All, all the usual things. Yeah. The, um, kind, the kind of biscuit that would only. But, would melt but, after one dunk. But, you know, in terms of, like, cardio and all the rest of it, I was in very, very good shape at that okay. point. I believe I'm you. not anymore, though. No, no. Because I don't play football anymore. Don't do taekwondo anymore. Certainly don't have PE anymore. No, maybe we should. Maybe we should once a week meet PE. up and just work out. Work out? Mm. What, uh, what kind of... What, I've, I, yeah, I haven't been to a gym. Like, well, we could just go for a jog. Go for it. Oh, mate. The last time I tried to go for a jog, do you know what happened? No, go on. It was almost exactly the same as what happened in that episode of Peep Show when Mark tries to go jogging <laughs> with Bixos and like literally after 20 seconds he has to stop. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what happened to me. Uh, yeah, well that's why you've got to carry on. No, that's why yeah. you've got to stop. No, that's why you need to persevere and eventually mm. you won't feel like you're going to die after running 20 feet. Yeah, where are we going to run around then? I don't know, I don't mind. Somewhere where we can both get to easily and just Things I've got to, I've got to drive out though to... Mm. to like come here or I could no you could run here <laughs> from eight, your house. eight miles yeah then I could run to your house with, with you so you've run double no it doesn't work no we'll just meet up go for a run do a jog about what about Keston Ponds we were there the other day yeah we could do that do a few circuits of that this is never going to happen. No, it's never. Ever. We're just going <laughs> to sit here stuffing as many cocktails into our faces <laughs> yeah. as we possibly can. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Cheers, Steve. Well done, Steve. Um, Katie Golding. Hello, Katie Golding. Um, she got two questions. Jolly good. First one. What's the worst thing um, you've done as a dare or that you've dared someone else to do? Mm. Done many dares? I don't think I have, to be honest, you know. I always chickened out. Oh, you're one of them. One of those uh, cowards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have, you, have, you, have you done any dares or made people do dares? Uh, probably probably back in the day, but I'm, try, I'm struggling to remember any. There's not enough dares. The Truth or Dare is a popular game. There's not enough it of that was. going on. Nowadays, I, I I suspect it's still a thing. I just think it's the fact that we're in our early thirties and late twenties, respectively. Yeah. That we're probably a, a bit, bit out of touch it. with it. A little bit past it, I guess. Yeah. Well, have I you think... ever dared anyone to do anything? Not. Oh, I remember a brilliant one. Were you there? I can't remember. I remember I was with I was de- I was definitely with um, Jason and Jamie. Okay. At a really shit gig. <laughs> and which one? Oh, um, basically they there was like I'm sure it was like someone had it was like a birthday party thing as well, so there was a lot of like you know middle aged women there like preparing food and buffet and stuff, and it was in like a church hall type thing, so you'd go out of the church hall where the little gig was, um, and there'd be all this food and stuff, but then there was this little kitchenette. Was this a gig you played? Yeah. Okay. Um, we, all, we, we all got drunk and stuff at the end, having a laugh. Like, and then we were like eating some cake, and <laughs> they, Jason, there was a lady in the kitchen through this door, probably about thirty, forty meters away from where we were, and they said, "I dare you to throw a slice of cake." At I, this head. 
I remember this. Not I wasn't there, mm. but I remember some, one of you showed. Some, one of you had this on video. There was a video of it as well. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, where's that video? I need to find and, that. So, yeah, you, 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 you weren't even like aiming, were you? No. You just kind of like just blithely tossed it. Yeah. And it and it uh, hit her right in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you say to the camera, "Oh shit, I'm going to die." Like, something like that. <laughs> yeah. This is you, age like, sixteen or seventeen, isn't it? Very young. Or something like that. Very young. And. Um, yeah, that I got dared to do that and did it. And it, it, it. Do, you, do you ever feel ashamed about that sort of I thing? I do. When I, well, I'd, forget, I'd put it out of my mind I, I for would. a long time. Yeah, I feel pretty I bad would. about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How do uh, you sleep at night? <laughs> I don't know. Chucking cake. Yeah. You know, that woman slaved over an oven <laughs> to make that cake, setting the whole thing up. No, I remember And what do you do? Now? You literally throw it in her face. But I know why now, because she came over to us as we were like all tucking into the buffet and started packing it all away. And we were like, like putting it in the bin. And then she like had a go at us for something. So we were all like, she was like the enemy at this uh, point. So then Jason and Jamie were like, "Dave, Dave, you go and throw the cake at her, throw the cake at it." I was like, it's, oh. "I was like, fine, it won't hit her though." Straight through this little door, bam, right in the face. I turned around so quick, like, "Oh no, that was <laughs> that was bad." Yeah, I do feel guilty about it now. Oh well, that's the last dare I can remember. So there you go. It's pretty bad. Um, why are you shaking your head at me? <laughs> Alright, fine, we'll move on. Um, her second question was underwear. Alright. Um, okay. what, what you, what's your preference out of these selections? Alright, I, I do remember seeing this one on mm. the old uh, on the thread. There was a picture. There, there was a, com- a very helpful accompanying chart. Yeah. So. so there uh, was, it was boxers, um, boxer briefs, um, a mini S string, which I'm not sure what that is. Well, I've got the chart here, so... A uh, mini brief, briefs, tanga, uh, long johns, a thong, open briefs, or a C-string. Yes. Yeah. So, I, have to, I have to confess, the, the chart was extremely helpful. Mm. Because a lot of these, I wouldn't know what they are. I've never heard of a C-string until... Yeah, yes. To anyone who's like not familiar with it, it, the best way I can describe it is like a small windsock on the end of a hook. Basically. <laughs> yeah. That hooks around to the butt. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, what was the What's the picture for the mini S string? Because I, I still don't uh, know what that is. Uh, the mini S string. Do you mean mini string? I thought it said mini S string, but maybe it's just mini. I think string. you. No, I think you've missed. You, you've got oh, it wrong okay. there. What's the mini a, string? Mini then? string. Um, it's. I think it's basically a wind sock, but with a waistband. Oh, similar. Yeah, similar, similar notion, basically. Okay. <laughs> so. Out of all of those, all of that lot. Boxes. What's what's my personal preference? Yeah. Um. Well, I think the old boxer. You can't go wrong with the boxer brief, can you? Really, to be honest with you. I'm more of a boxer man, but boxer. Brief really? Yeah. Nice. No, so I've never. I've never really. Yeah, you know, I've I've used boxers before, but obviously, but <laughs> used. Yeah, you know, I've used them before, <laughs> but I find less sort of less comfortable. I find. Mm, fair enough. Honest. Each to their own, I suppose. You know, they don't I can offer see you in the long johns. Well, I have worn long johns on occasion, but mm. the, the caveat being this is only like when I've like gone skiing or something and it's bloody cold, yeah, or yeah. Um, or sometimes during the winter where I know I'm going to be sitting outdoors for hours. So yeah. yeah, sometimes I wear them to the football. You know, yeah, particularly when it gets when it gets down to like minus whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Whatever happened to your? Um... Go commando pants. Ah, uh, then um, I think I threw them out. To be honest. Oh, why? Well, you know how like all 
pants get, you know, eventually the actual pants start to break away from the waistband. Oh, yeah. It just, you know, it got to the point where it was just ridiculous. No, fair enough. So, you know, they, had to, <laughs> they had to go, basically. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, some of these are just bloody extraordinary, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. I think we should just, should we offer, like, a quick yeah, go audio on. description of some of go these? Go for it. I mean... Well, what's the tanga? That was a weird one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure really how I would describe that. It's like it looks like sort of a a jock strap. Yeah. With I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know what to do, like some lining around I mean, the I guess the, the way area. I guess the way I would describe it is like <clears throat> the front of it is like at the front it's like Y fronts. Yeah. But at the back it's like boxes or something. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. What else is on here? I like the way the uh, boxers have got a nice sort of tartan pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think the, my, my main problem with boxers is that they don't really offer any support. If you Hang on, me. show me that again. Maybe I am, maybe, because I, I think maybe I wear... Um, oh, no, boxer briefs. Yeah, that yeah. is what I meant. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was. I thought boxer briefs were the more like... They're like tiny shorts, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, that's... Rubbish. Wait, which, which one... Sorry, which one do you dislike? I dislike briefs. I like boxer briefs. Boxer briefs, yes, yes, quite so. Yeah, quite that's, so. The, that's what Yeah, I mean. no, I mean, it's like... Um, then again, I mean, I think I prefer... You know, boxers, fine, but, you know... I find they're too, say, like... They flap around too much. And yeah. They get crumpled up. They get crumpled up, and they offer absolutely no support. Like yeah, that. pretty much. You know, and, so, that's, and that's important. Yeah, you gotta, boxer, boxer briefs. you got to look after the old gearbox. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, all right, thank you, Katie. Um... All right, Carl Smith. He's drinking tea. Could, can I just point out my special mug? I'd like to thank Emma Chandler for uh, purchasing... Well, she was in Disneyland. She bought me a lovely gift, which is uh, Bruce from uh, Finding Nemo. It is rather good. Mug. It's massive. Um, it's the fir- this is the first time I'm having a tea out of it, actually. It's uh, a little bit too much tea, if anything. It's probably going to be... That's a non-sequitur right there. It's probably going to be a little bit... Cold. Those, are, th- those are three words which should never belong together in a sentence, ever. Too much tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, anyway, sorry, yeah. Carl Smith. Hello, Carl Smith. Um, if you had to, what tattoo would you get? If I had to? Yeah, you've got no choice in the matter. <sighs> We've had this Bennett. discussion many a time. Jason's Jason, determined. Jason's to, threatened to yeah. get me a few times, isn't he? He's mentioned the, the uh, what was it, um, T-Rex riding a shark. Yeah, with a banner that says Pro Rock. Yeah, yeah. Which I still think you should get that. Six so. years ago, which is when I initially sort of hit upon that idea, Yeah, that kind of summed up my philosophy. Um, yeah. Fairly well. <laughs> and I'd, I'd still say that I have a Pro Rock yeah. outlook, right. generally. But, you know... Would maybe, you still have Pro Rock, but would the picture be different? I don't think I'd have the, t- the T-Rex riding a shark anymore. What would you have instead? You know, I think six years you get... a bit of perspective on your life right. and things and you think that's not uh, that's not good alright so what would you have instead uh, what's what's popular in the tattoo world these days I don't know because I know it sort of goes to its own trends there's a, it? yeah there's, it, I mean I mean, in the, in the 90s everyone was getting tribal tattoos weren't they yeah I mean dot work I think is quite um Popular at the moment. What's, what's dot work when it's at home? So, like, where it's the, the image is made up of lots of dots, mm. like shaded, so some will be darker and lighter and it will create an image. Oh, um, it's, is, it, is it like... Um, Jason's hand. Have you seen the one on Jason's hand that's like a little 
um, I think it's a little woodland scene. Sarah did it. Is it fairly recent? Yeah. Uh, I'll have a, I'll have a look at his hands next time I see him. Yeah, yeah. Is but, it is it sort of like Matisse, that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting. That's uh, quite. I've seen quite a lot of that going on at the moment. That's an interesting thing. I'll have a, so I'll like have a mandalas skin. as well, which are like sort of symmetrical patterns. Right. Like that. Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Trouble, I think the trouble you've got to have, consider two things though, right? You got. I think you've mm. got to like get a design that you like, but you've also got to give some thought as to where it's going as well. Like which part of you is it gonna? Well, which part of you, first of all, would you get tattooed if you had to? Um, what's a good place to start if you're a complete beginner? Well, I started on my forearm, but I'd say if you're a complete beginner, maybe just start on the, the top of the arm. See, this is a problem because... You've got no arms. I, well, I, I, I do. <laughs> How do you I, tattoo a noodle? Yes, quite. <laughs> that's, that's actually quite a good summary of the problem yeah. right there. I mean, for that reason, I think you're, you'd, you'd be better off on... Maybe the back of your forearm. Right, right, right. Yeah. But what would I get there then? Um, well, what would is, you... there, is there any space there? There's enough space there for something. Mm. <laughs> We're talking about like you literally have noodles. Yeah. Your arms. I could get some spaghetti on there, I suppose. You could get some. Just get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just some spaghetti. Just some spaghetti doing a nice pattern. Or, yeah. Just like yeah, like a um, mandala, but with spaghetti. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> well, but I mean, do tattoos need to be deep and meaningful though oh, no they don't have to be I don't know man because I mean I know I mean, a lot of people get sort of musical themed tattoos don't yeah. they you know yeah um, and people get silly lyrics from songs <laughs> yeah there. silly lyrics from songs I don't know I mean I, I think one of the things that would put me off tattoos in general is the fact that I mean, obviously, it's a conversation starter, right? It is. Well, I don't think that's the main reason to get. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but, but inevitably, if, if you're meeting someone, someone goes, "What does that mean?" Or yeah, and and I and I think I'm just I'm the sort of person who would kind of perceive that rather than someone innocently asking, yeah. I I I'd always interpret that as being asked to sort of justify it. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I expect you probably get the same thing. <coughs> Oh yeah, I get it with some, a couple of mine. But I mean, is it sort of like genuinely, um, is it like genuine curiosity, or do you find it's like having to justify it? I think people? it depends. Like because the one on my arm here, that's like more like a big design rather than yeah. like a word or like you say with lyrics, that kind of thing. That that that's if it's just a design, then I don't find there's any particular reason to say to someone, oh, what does that mean? Because mm. it doesn't mean anything. It's just it is a piece of art in itself, so it's there for its own reasons. But I mean, if someone's got lyrics, then you you might say, "Oh, why did you get that?" Mm. It's obviously going to have a deeper meaning to that person because it's words. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the reasons why actually I don't um, I generally don't comment on people's tattoos actually a lot of the time. Yeah, because it's it's like people are probably sick of. Yeah, because I mean, but, having to walk people through it. Yeah. I mean, unless it, unless it's someone I know, like if it's like you or Jason or Jamie or someone, one of our friends. Yeah, yeah. And they've got a new piece, and you can mm. tell it's a new piece because obviously it's quite shiny, or they've got the wrapping on it and, and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Then it's a talking point, you know. Yeah. Um, but like in general, just. Yeah, I know what you mean. Plus, that you have to, if someone does have a tattoo that you personally think looks terrible. Just keep you have to have that conversation where you're like, oh, that that's really cool. Yeah. And you, well, you... <laughs> I, I just I just keep it to myself. Yeah. Because I mean, I, you know, what if someone with a terrible tattoo came up to you and went, "What do you think of my tattoo, Andrew? Would you lie to them?" 
Because it's difficult because they've got it on them forever. Yeah, it, it depends. It, it, I guess it would depend on like whether I want to stay friends with this person or not. <laughs> well, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Because I mean, people. I think people like get quite invested in the tattoos that are on yeah. them, and that's understandable because obviously they're they're not cheap, and yeah. you they take some time to actually get done as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can understand why people like might. Yeah, I feel personally quite invested in the whole thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... I don't know, if a complete stranger sort of marched up to me and said, what do you think of this? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think they're probably a bit dangerous if they're doing that. I just <laughs> dangerous? Them, yeah. Well, would you just march up to complete strangers? I wouldn't, What do you no. think of my new ink? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd be a bit frightened in that situation, yeah. actually. I'd just say, it's brilliant, leave me alone. Yeah, please don't kill it's me. It's the best tattoo I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Take all the money we want. Yeah, just yeah. not in the face. <laughs> just not in the face. Yeah. yeah. Um, but getting back to the original point. Yeah. Um, I think, to be honest, I you know, as we said, if it's going to go on my arms, and uh, my arms are not especially big, as to be said. No. Um, it, I don't think we could actually get a design on there. I think, well, a, a piece, an artistic piece, right. like an album sleeve or something like that. I don't think there's Is that space. something you'd consider though if you had the arms? Well, that, that's the kind of thing that I would go for An art, well, if, I, if I had the frame like, for it, you know? Yeah. Um, Any particular album, artwork? Do you t- there are lots of, I mean, when I was a long time ago, mm. when I was sort of about 20 or something, when I was toying with the idea maybe more seriously than I am now, mm. um, I was thinking maybe sort of like this collage of various album sleeves. Right. But yeah, obviously at the age of 20, you get ideas which you later end up getting really annoyed at yourself for why because they're terrible oh right <laughs> all right fair enough uh <laughs> so yeah let's just say some like what was that thing a man mandala a mandala uh, with but like it's spaghetti a spaghetti mandala there we go. <laughs> lovely all right thanks carl cheers carl um all right adam mack hello adam mack um what's the funniest sounding word Ooh. Funniest um, sounding. The funniest sounding word. Yes. Um, I always. The thing is, I I always assumed that the word discombobulate. Yeah. I, because just because it sounds silly, I just assumed it wasn't actually a word. Right. And then years later, I discovered it was. It is a pretty funny sounding word. It is. I like macaroon. Macaroon. That That's does sound a bit dark, doesn't it? It's a funny word. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> that's it, I think. Really, just discombobulate. Discombobulate. All right. Do you think Led Zeppelin? Yeah, I mean, given what it means, do you think like Led Zeppelin classic, dazed and confused? It should have just become discombobulated. <laughs> do you think it would have been gone down in the annals of rock history if it had been called yeah, that instead? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It, yeah, it's like that. Um, uh, what is it? You know, with the um, the Kennedy assassination, where they said um, it was someone shot him from a grassy knoll. Oh, the grassy knoll. And it's the thing Ricky Gervais talks about when his um, stand-up, when he's like, I'm assuming, he was like, I don't really know what a knoll is, but I assume they called it a knoll because the word hillock is is a bit too comical for a situation where someone's actually been shot. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> like, but then again, like, knoll, grassy knoll. Grassy Knoll. It, it sounds a bit sort of Shakespearean almost. Do you, do yeah. you know what I mean? And 
I have to confess, I've never actually heard of the expression grassy knoll in any other context that's, that's than I mean. the Kennedy assassination, now yeah. that I think about it. Exactly. So, I mean, so, and that's why we, everyone, I, like... I think everyone sort of seems to instinctively know what it means, but yeah. like, you it's never... A, it's a hillock. Yeah. But you can't say hillock when a president's been shot. No, I suppose not. <laughs> you can, you, call, I mean... you could call it a, a bank, a grassy bank. A grassy bank. But then again, maybe they, to avoid confusion, like... They didn't want people to think there was someone hiding in a bank yeah. over the road or something like that. Yeah, I think they probably did the only thing they could in that situation and used the word null. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you reckon there was a man on the grassy knoll? Uh, uh, what do I believe? That he was shot by someone. Well, he, he obviously I mean, got shot, but... Yeah, but, I mean... Oh, well, oh, are you saying, do I believe he was shot by someone on the grassy knoll or mm. do I believe he was shot by do you, someone Or else? do you reckon it was Lee Harvey Oswald? Um, well, acting alone. I, no, I don't. I don't. I think he got. I think it was you know, premeditated, like, not by him. Mm. What see, do you I, think? See, I don't know. <clears throat> I I genuinely don't know. Well, I'm I'm, I'm lots on of, the fence on this one. There's lots of evidence to support, or to you know not. Oh, sorry. To um, what would be the word to discount if you like um, it being him uh, yeah I mean I think there's all the stuff to do with the way his head went and directions of where bullets would come from and why his head went a certain way and yeah I mean I think you can I think you can make a case I think a plausible case for me uh, assuming it went no farther, further than this would be he um, it would have been impossible for him to inflict the injuries that he did with the number of shots he took. Yeah. Assuming he was acting alone. <clears throat> so you do think it was, uh, you know... But then, you see, then then there's the question, it's like, how many shots actually were there? And, you know, there's the police radio recording, which records however many shots. Yeah. But then there's some dispute about whether one of the noises is actually a gunshot or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Or is it some other sort of noise? Will we ever know? For sure. Uh Goodness knows. This question started with what's the funniest word? How did we get onto others? Oh, let's, let's reverse engineer. Yeah, the grassy knoll. The grassy knoll. That's, that sounds quite funny. Yeah, and the hillock. Yeah, well, you know, this is this is what we do on this program. Yeah, we yeah. bloviate. <coughs> bloviate. We haven't had a good bloviate for a while, actually, have no, we? That was the name I of our may, first episode. Maybe we've been getting too efficient with our answers. <coughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe we do need maybe to maybe chat need a bit more shit. Yeah, and more bloviation, which is what people seem to enjoy. Yeah. All right, well, um, we're about halfway through now, so I think it's time for Jigsaw Jamboree. X, that's just what I wanted to hear. Yeah, me too, man. Hit the drums. Jigsaw Puzzle Strategies. Tips and hints. A guide to becoming a puzzle expert. Oh, sweet. Well, look at those guys. Look at those guys. Yeah, they're loving You follow these. You're going to be as happy as they are as well. Yeah. At any time of year, it's good to have some ideas for family activities that are inexpensive, conversation-friendly, and indoor-orientated for sudden rainy days. So, you see, it's boiling hot. It's been hot all day. Yeah, it's been a lovely hot day. <laughs> no best, need. Best stay indoors and do jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, jigsaw puzzles are a great alternative to hours of television or video games. Yeah, well, I, well I've been saying... <laughs> yeah, would you rather be doing this or watching a, something on the telly right now? What are we watching? What, what are we, what are we watching? 
something countdown. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, it's Nick Hewitt. Good enough for you. It's Nick Hewitt these days, isn't it? I don't know. I like Nick Hewitt. He's cool. All right. Let's see. Um, but if you're new to puzzles or your puzzle strategies aren't working out as you'd hoped, or you're looking yeah, for some new it. tricks. Well done. Um, here is our guide to some jigsaw puzzle tips and hints to help you assemble puzzles like a pro. Sweet. So anyone listening here to Yeah, if you Andrew's... feel like you need to raise your game a bit. Yeah, you've come to the right place, to Andrew's Jigsaw Jamboree. Um, hopefully these suggestions will ensure your puzzling is a fun time for all and that no puzzles are left unfinished. <laughs> so here we go. Before you start. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Right. First tip. Don't drop any of it on the floor. Don't drop, there you go. Um, So step one, choose a puzzle. Right? Well, I think we've done that. Well, that seems a bit obvious. Yeah, okay, it says, well, it also says, seems obvious, right? (laughs) (laughs) You want to say it, mate. But sometimes we're drawn to the 3,000 piece jigsaw puzzles when our skill level level might actually be somewhere around 500 pieces. I like the fact that they put 500 as the the amateur. And And we're we're struggling with 250. We're half of that. And, uh, And that's okay. Our brains like challenges, but not impossible ones. Build up your skill level first before tackling expert level puzzles. This is cheeky fucker, this, this guy, is isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah. 250 pieces. I wonder what he thinks that is for kids. <laughs> like, um, it will make it more enjoyable all along the way and deter you from abandoning your puzzle halfway through. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say that quite no. um, Pick a puzzle that everyone participating in building it enjoys. Investment in the end product will keep everyone motivated. <laughs> Are you invested in the end product? Oh, mate, you've no idea. I can't wait to see this map of my area that I could look at in a road map. <laughs> um, okay, by piece count. What's this then? We have broken our jigsaw puzzle stock down by piece, so count. Hang on, what? We have broken our jigsaw puzzle stock down by piece count so you can easily find the puzzle with the perfect challenge. Oh, wait, okay. Perfect so, puzzle for you and your family. It's saying use the filters to the left or select from the most popular... Oh, wait, you can actually do puzzles, I think, on this... On the website? On the website, yeah. Nah, surely they must be selling them. It says puzzle warehouse. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, we have starter puzzles for kids that are under 300 pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mate. oh, brilliant. All the way up to the world's largest puzzle, which is 33,600 pieces. No. <laughs> no. Um, okay, step two. Have an end plan. <laughs> We're not even there yet. What do you plan to do with your puzzle afterwards, Andrew? Um, take a photo of it, cry a little, break it down, put it back in the box <laughs> and go home. Okay. That's my um, point. If it's going to be deconstructed and put back in the box, so you should listen to this, you require less planning than if you're going to glue and frame your puzzle. Why do you people glue? actually do that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, Why don't you glue and frame it? Well, no one else will get to enjoy it after. <laughs> oh, yeah, enjoy yeah, being yeah. the word. Absolutely. Okay. Um, if you do glue and mount, learn... <laughs> Learn about gluing jigsaw puzzles before you start. <laughs> gluing puzzles can be messy, so <laughs> this is your. This is not what we need. We're not gluing it. Okay, no choose gluing. choose a workspace. Work. I think this is reasonably. This good. is all right. I mean, 
Workspaces that have another thun- function, like a dining room table, are fine if you have a puzzle mat or a piece of... Co- I can't believe this. There, it's it's it, opened up an entirely new world for you, it's, isn't it? it? It's just unreal, the amount of, like... The way they're going on about this it. Is, it's like, just find a fucking table. This is serious. There's not really much more to it, though, is there? According, apparently, there is. Um, uh, what is it? If your building space is permanent, but you don't like the clutter... And don't have a roll-up puzzle mat. Oh, we gotta get you, you one of those. those. You can get you one of those, mate. Well, now we've got a better answer for Emily's question in episode. Ah, oh, there you so go. You that one. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Or seven weeks ago. <laughs> Whenever this is going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, you should go back and check it because it's brilliant. <laughs> So there you go, episode six of Andrew's Jigsaw Jamboree. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, moving ever closer to ine- finality. Inexorably rolling along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we definitely did just go and record that. Um, live, live, always live. Do it live. Um, should we do another two questions and then start yeah. our? Let's let's do some let's do some questions because right, I'm not gonna lie, I don't like cocktail sausages very much. <laughs> well, and if I can put off <laughs> cramming them into my gob, well, I'll tell you what, Adam Max got another um, two questions. Excellent, let's hear it. So we'll do his and then we'll do our um, see how many sausages you can fit in your face. Um, <laughs> all right, second question: um, best place overseas you've ever visited? Ooh, mm. um, I've been to some nice places. Where? What's uh, the best? That's the question. What's the best? Well, the ones which I think are good are good for different reasons. Well, let's hear them. I've been to uh, Lake Louise in Canada. Nice. Which is very nice. It's um, it's part. It's sort of part of the Banff National Park. Right. Which I believe is in the great province of Alberta, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, I've, I've been been on like skiing trips mm-hmm. in Europe, in the, in the Alps and whatnot, and some absolutely breathtaking views of mountains and all the rest of it, as you, as you would expect. Yeah. But uh, that particular part of the world is very, very different in, in terms of scenery. Yeah. Um... Basically, because there's more trees than I've seen anywhere in the entire world. Yeah, it's, is this, um, it's is unbelievable. It part of the, um, I, I might get this wrong, but is it called the uh, the tiger, the strip of trees that runs Ooh, around the entire earth from uh, like from a lot of it's through Canada and then Russia okay. as well. Um, like, it's like an unbroken strip of tree, obviously other, other than by sea. I it might be. I, I don't know. Mm. There's a there's a bit of homework for your listeners. Yeah, there you go. One one for you to uh, Wikipedia. Um, but it's 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 unreal. It's like um, just as vast sea yeah. trees. Um, occasionally with gaps of it in it, yeah, you know, where the hills are kind of coming out and the mountains yeah, yeah. and roads and stuff, but. Yeah, so it's basically just white and green as far as the eye can see. I'm and a blue sky as well. Mm, sounds and, nice. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. And uh, during the skiing season, that the lake is actually frozen over as well. 
Mm. So you can go out and like properly frozen over as well. Yeah, so yeah. you can just have a wander around on it. You know, it sounds cool. Uh, but you know, don't wander around on it when it's thawing because you'll probably die. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And dying sucks. Basically, yeah. So yeah, good. So answer. that's that's good. But I've been to been to this place in uh, Turkey as well. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called something like Pamukkale. Okay. Or something like that. And it's where these huge sort of sodium deposits have kind of formed these gigantic, it's made this really, really big white crystalline formation. So it's formed these sort of natural pools. That sounds interesting. It looks like something out of like a water park, actually. Yeah. It's like lots of little pools sort of all connected together, sort of set into a hill. Mm. And it's actually a completely natural formation. That sounds quite interesting. Yeah, but don't get the water in your eyes because it hurts the buggery. I love how like every single place you've been, you've got a warning. There's a warning. It. Well, you know, you've got to be you've got to be wary. Yeah, stay safe, travellers. Stay safe. You know, don't um, don't assume that you know it's as safe and as nice as Bromley is. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, his last question was: um, Do you think magic, like the kind of Merlin, and such, ever existed? And if so, where did it go? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say no. Never existed? No. No? No. no, no, no. What are you basing that on? What am I basing it on? Yeah. Okay, the fact... I'm basing it on the fact that there's no good reason to believe that it ever was there. Basically. Right. You know, the the burden of proof really is on the person who's making the supernatural truth claim, not yeah, yeah. on the person who's denying it. You know, because yeah, yeah. I yeah you know, you've heard I guess you've heard of Russell's teapot as a thought experiment. Uh, didn't we speak about this before? I think we might have done actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's but, talk about it again while I'm drinking my giant tea. Yeah, yeah. With Bruce. Yeah. Um. Oh, as I feared, slightly cold now near the bottom. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, carry on. If I said to you, or Adam, Matt, Jarrett, or anyone else, that there's a gig- there's a teapot, a gigantic invisible teapot mm. orbiting the Earth, yeah, and then said to you, "Do you think that's true or not?" and you said, "No," and I said, "Prove it." <laughs> yeah, I love that. yeah, yeah, that's. Do you know what I mean? That's. Yeah, that, I love that idea. That's that's. Yeah, you know, it, it does seem like a bit of a silly example, <laughs> but it kind of it it very nicely. Um, demonstrates why that's not a good way of arguing yeah no I, I, it's, yeah, you know? it's pretty obvious and I think it? it's the same with like magic it's like, I'm perfectly open to the suggestion you mm. know but unless someone adduced some very very compelling evidence that there was mm. we just sort of assume for safety's sake that there wasn't yeah I, like, I just like the idea of you going up to someone and being like hey you heard about this giant teapot teapot orbiting earth and they're mm. like no it's like well it's there it's like no I don't think it is prove it prove it to prove you. What, are you, what, are you, what are you basing that on? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, there's a lot of people. A lot of people um, sort of fall for this, mm. for, for this line of thinking. You know, because I think a lot of people tend to <clears throat> tend to assume that you know, it's the job of science to <clears throat> um, you know prove something in the negative, like yeah. prove that the Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster doesn't exist, or yeah, yeah, you know, and that's really placing unreasonable <clears throat> demands. On the person you're talking to, the person you're, yeah. you're arguing with. Really. One of my um, one of my old um, teachers at school, mm. um, at, they believed that the Earth was flat, 
you actually had a flat earther as teaching yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, RE teacher. Yes. I'm flabbergasted. Quite frankly. Yeah. That's a funny sounding word. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Flabbergasted. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh God, obviously was, was, her... Was, her it actually, was it actually known to the school and the various <laughs> authorities? <that laughs> you really so worried by this. Well, I am, because, I mean, like, obviously, <clears throat> when, you're, when you're doing RE at school, right, mm. the whole point is they're meant to, well, officially, they're meant to kind of give you a balanced... Yeah, out of yeah. all the various kind of worldviews. Well, her whole thing was that thing. We're going, well, have you been up into space and seen that it's not flat? <sighs> and it's like, well, no. Because uh, she, she used to go, she used to say, well, when you stand on a mountain and you look into the horizon, what do you see? And I'm like, well, it's flat as far as I can see. But obviously I can't see further than the curvature of the Earth. Yeah. But that was it. Was that same thing, you know, like uh, trying to get us to prove it wrong. Are, are you sure that this wasn't just like a thought experiment? That no, she, was she doing generally or believes she had actual. No, because this wasn't even part of a lesson. This just came up in like a conversation. This is a, this is from a teacher whose one lesson was to put on the song "Affirmation" by Savage Garden oh and then make us listen to it and then go just have a think about that. That was a lesson. <laughs> that was it. Was the whole lesson, but that was the part of it. Dear, we were just like, you know, yeah. Be a good person. <laughs> like, yeah, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that is that that's don't honestly. believe the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, but they, they are they are actual. Uh, you know, it's, it's still a thing, isn't it? There's that there was yeah. that rap person uh, that a few months ago was going out on Twitter about how the earth's flat or something. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I and then I think Neil deGrasse Tyson turned up and said, "Don't be a Wally." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Not not in those exact terms, but yeah, there you go. right. I think it's time for the uh... <laughs> it's time for Drew versus Provender lucky me let's have let's have a bell ding 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 yeah you can edit that out and put in a real bell right ring a ding ding sir alright I'm gonna open up the cocktail right so everyone oh let's let's just check just check quickly if let's anyone let's just check has. to see if anyone's uh, it might be a bit a... premature but they've got a, they've got a week you know they've got a week to guess I suppose that's true so if they haven't if no one's you know had a, had a guess yet? Yeah, it's not. Uh, well, somebody's liked the status. <laughs> they obviously don't want to pay cocktail sausages. No, no, clearly not. Well, yeah. well, I'll um, I'll more get, fool you. I'll get some say, listeners. I'll get some people to uh, guess. But um, yeah, so <laughs> right, you've got a carrier bag there, so you can yeah spit them out when you're done. But. I guess you've just got to go for it. You've just got to see how many you can fit in. You don't have to swallow them. You don't have to chew. Actually, you're not allowed to chew because that would be... Yeah, that would be cheating. Yes. But um, let's see how you get on with this then. Right, here we go. Uh, uh, one. <laughs> two. Three. Four. You, you're not serious. Right, you keep them in your mouth. Because I'm going to beat four straight away. One. Two. <laughs> three. Four. <laughs> five. Uh. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, mate. It's wrong. <laughs> oh, no, I'm out. 
Nine. <laughs> Careful, dude. This is dangerous. Okay. Ten? You're in double figures. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. Extraordinary. Do you want the bag? Yeah, I think you better. <laughs> Go on then. Oh. Wow. <laughs> the things you learn about your friends, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you weren't trying hard enough, man. I was getting them all up inside the grill. Like, uh, you practiced this. <laughs> I haven't. So, Years of experience. I'm sure there's lots of oh, bawdy, bawdy jokes and yeah, yeah. entendres we could uh, <laughs> we could get into at so this point. So you got four. Yep, and you got so you can get seven more <laughs> sausages into your mouth tonight. I got then. eleven. Oh. So, yeah, good grief. So um, I guess it only really mattered if they could guess how many you could get in. So obviously they they won't have heard this until they've given their guesses. So. Anyone that guesses four wins a pack of um, cocktail sausages from myself and Drew. Well done, you earned it. Yeah, you earned it, whoever you are. Can I have another cup of tea, please? Yeah, you can at the end. No. Because we're mid-podcast here. But I'm not getting up now. All right, all right, fair enough. Can we be all reward at the end? So that was the end of Drew versus Provinder. Um, let's, let's ring the bell to end the fight. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Well done. Right. Next question, moving on. <laughs> uh, Robert Honeyman. Why... Hey, are... Robert Honeyman. Yes, hello. Um, why are there flotation devices on planes instead of parachutes? Ah. Which is a good point. It's a good point. I think I might have an answer for this, but I'll, obviously, what do you think? Well, I'm... Well, I think there are, there are a number of good reasons I can think of why you shouldn't give everyone the plane a, pass, uh, a parachute. I'm going to have a cocktail sausage. You fill your boots, son. I need it normally. They're not great, are they? Not really. Anyway, go on. Um, yeah, I think there are a number of good reasons why you should not give everyone on a plane. Yeah. You look like you're really struggling with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's... You know when you've... <laughs> you know when you've had 11 cocktail sausages in your mouth oh, at once? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that one well. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think after, uh, when you try and eat one normally, it's like, no, I never want one of these in my mouth again. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Do you reckon Gonzo will have them? He'd probably love them, yeah. Oh, lovely treat for Gonzo. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, why, why why, not give everyone a parachute? I think we, we well, all know. Well, one, I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, the... Um, I suppose, one, there's the potential for parachute-based horseplay. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is my that's, thought. That, I mean, I think if you're you inevitably going to get some, some joker who's going to go run, gonna run around playing with the parachutes and fiddling with them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously not a good idea, is it? No. Um, secondly, secondly um, parachutes require a lot more... I think they require a lot more storage space. Probably, yeah. They probably, you know, they take up far more room in an aircraft than life jackets do, right? Yeah. But then with... You see, my what I was thinking was if you... Like, imagine, obviously, if you had a uh, like a rubber dinghy, then ones where you pull the cord out and they inflate. Mm. If you had those on a plane, like yeah. everyone had one, that could be chaos, right? Yeah. But 
with a parachute, surely when you, if you did have a parachute and you, you know, you put it on, on the plane. And you pulled the cord. Pulled the cord, it would just fall out, but it wouldn't actually take up that much space. Because it, 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 surely they have to kind of, uh, they take up the space as they're being filled with. Yeah, air. but let's, let's say you're in, like, let's say you're right at the back and the, well, no, not right at the back. Let's say like, the, the nearest emergency exit is like 20 rows away from you or something like that. Yeah. If you've if you're the kind of pillock who's already, you know, been horsing around with your parachute and it's already fallen out, you've got to run in a blind panic <coughs> with hundreds of other passengers down the aisle, yeah. around the seats, with about fifty foot of parachute trailing behind yeah, you. That's true. It's you know, disaster. I do I do think I'd I'd probably feel more comfortable with a parachute. I think maybe because I mean the the fact that they give you like a life jacket, mm. it kind of you know it's implying you know if you if you land in the sea, you'll have that, but so great. Yeah, but I mean, but the tr- but the the trouble is though that you know let, let's say let's assume that they did give everybody parachutes and everyone had to bail out over the Atlantic, mm. you're going to end up with about two hundred people scattered throughout the Atlantic. Yeah, you know, all landing in completely different places. Yeah. In the well, drink I mean, with I no just, flotation device and nothing to keep them warm. But I just imagine if you do land in the sea, like with a parachute. You, well, no, without whatever. Just if you had with the with the flotation device, surely you're most of the time the impact is going to like kill you, or like you're, you're still under. You're still in a plane underwater. You've got to then get out of the plane. Well, the po- I think the point is that they the, they design the planes and they train the pilots. So that they can kind of make an emergency stop on water. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't go straight directly down into it. Obviously, everyone will die immediately. Yeah. If they try that, but they kind of come to a sort of skidding halt. Mm. And I think the planes are sort of designed to stay afloat for a, a length of time. Yeah. Basically. But then you got to get out, crack open all the doors. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, at least in that situation, everything's organised. Everyone's sort of staying within a relatively. All floating around. All floating around relatively within the same area. Ready to be gobbled up by a whale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at least everyone's in a raft, everyone's got a yeah. life jacket. At they least might they be, can be gobbled up they've together. They've got flares and whistles to attract passing sailors. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. I uh, think it, there's obviously a reason why they can fuel parachutes. Yeah, yeah. I think. And, and the other thing is real, I suppose. You know, let's say you ditched it over the Atlantic and you've got a you're falling you're in your parachute and you land in the drink mm. you've got to then get out of your parachute very very quickly otherwise you're going to drown yeah, and I don't so think you, I don't think you can do that without extensive training no it's like when you go up for a parachute dive for fun they don't let you do it on your own at first you've got to no you've got to pass all your tests before you can do that yeah uh, yeah that's a good I think that's a good enough reason the fact that you yeah. you know not really qualified yeah and besides which, you know, if the plane is descending rapidly, I can imagine that you know people queuing up to jump out with their parachutes, jumping out, they'd make a complete rickets of it. Probably, yeah, it'd be chaos. Yeah, yeah. I probably... think, yeah, I think flotation devices are less chaotic. Yeah. To be honest, Rob, this is a bloody silly question, mate. <laughs> well, you know, you'll have to speak to Rob about this. Yeah, we shall have. We will talk about this at great length. Yeah. Well, he's got uh, another question. Has it? Well, is it as silly as this one? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Um, he says, why is there usually a light in the fridge but not the freezer? Uh, well, no, that's a good question. Mm. Um, He's redeemed himself, has he? I don't know. Would, it, would a light bulb actually work in a freezer, though? I'm sure there's a way. <laughs> but would, would it be too cold for it to work? 
Electrical um, equipment stops working below a certain that's, temperature. Yeah, that might be a good point. I mean, Sam Edwards actually commented saying there is a light in the freezer. Is there? I don't know whether he's talking about because Emma and him have just got a new fridge. Oh, right. Uh, fridge freezer. So maybe their new one has a fridge. It's a fridge freezer, though. Freezer light. I believe, yeah. But, okay, but does is the light, does it work for the freezer part? Or just you know, the I haven't part? examined it. Well, next time you're around, you <laughs> yeah. know, give me, take a picture and send me a text. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I was around on the under. weekend, but it didn't cross my mind. Like, should have given it a proper once over. But, yeah, I, I still don't really understand. Why do you need a, a light in the fridge? Um, to help you see what's in there. Yeah, but when? When is it that dark? Well, I mean, yeah, you don't really need it, do you? I mean, no. it's it's not like it's not going to make or break the functionality of the fridge, is it? I mean, if you're it's just convenient. But I mean, if you're waking up at like one a.m. and you need and you're like, oh, I need to, I need to eat something. This this probably not the right way of um, eating at one a.m. in the morning. Is it? Why well, do you need it? Well, you know, it doesn't need to be... It doesn't necessarily have to be just 1am, does it? It could be any time of the I'm day. I'm just talking about a time of the day that's dark. Yeah, OK. Um, well, it's just convenient, you know. You don't know what the lighting situation in everyone's kitchen is, do you? Yeah. It's like a courtesy light when you open a car. No. You know, it just yeah. comes on to... So it's sort of like a friendly... Hello, how are you doing? But to me, that's slightly Good different. Good evening, sir. <laughs> yeah, but to me, that's different. Because you drive at night, but you don't necessarily eat at all hours of the night. Yeah, it depends. Wait till morning, morning fatty. So, uh, <laughs> what, what, what if you do shift work? What if you do nights or something like that? Yeah, I suppose. You know, then a light and a fridge. I'm on your way sort. home. But then, you know, you'd, you'd only eat really bad takeaway food then, surely? Not necessarily. Well, uh, is there anything healthy you can get, like, at 2am or whatever? I'm sure you could or, find a way. I've never encountered anything even remotely healthy. What about go buy. to a kebab shop and get a, bre- <laughs> a pit of bread and hummus? Do they do that? Yeah. Do they? Yeah, come on, man. This shows like how like that you don't really branch out when you go to a kebab shop. But I generally I'm not saying only, that I do. I generally yeah. only go to a kebab shop when there's one thing on my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm talking about kebabs, you do. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling a bit frisky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time for a kebab. Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I um, you know, I only go into kebab shops generally when it's, you know, when you're feeling particularly shit about yourself and you, you're like they can't get any worse they can't get any worse I'm going I think comfort eating and alienation is the way forward at this point <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. basically, basically that and in that situation okay. mm. don't want any don't want to muck around with hummus and pita bread <laughs> no fair you enough want, uh, you want some horrible greasy meat and some <laughs> some absolutely savage chilli sauce yeah and a half a tonne of salad crammed in to the bit of bread <laughs> yeah punched in punched in with uh, one of those chi- uh, chilli pepper things pickled mm. chilies. yeah and um, and a bit of lemon to squeeze over the entire lot yeah I've never done that when you get a kebab do, do you take it home or do you tend to eat it as you're walking I'll take it home do you put it on a plate I, I set out very specific times for my kebabs. I thought you were going to say you like you set out a place for yourself, like a knife and fork. No, no, no. I leave it in the box. A napkin. I leave it in the box because it that if you take it a kebab out of its you know little box mm. and put it on a plate, then it doesn't get that joyful congealing. Oh, no. stuff. No, that's part of that, it. That orange gunk that falls. I told the you. Of me, I told you about my 
my specialty when I go to a kebab shop. It's the it's cheesy chips on the bottom, doner meat all over the top with garlic sauce and chili sauce. Christ, I'm and then it, but it's amazing because like the the there's there's parts where you get chips, cheese, and garlic sauce all merged together with the meat with some meat, and then you get the chili sauce with the meat and some cheese, and like oh god. Right, calm down. I'm getting excited. You're get, yeah, you're getting a bit <laughs> unnecessary over there. No, no, just just no. You see, I I I tend to. No, if you're going to do something wrong, do it right. Is what I say. <laughs> okay, but there's that. I mean, I tend to when I get a kebab, um, I don't go for cheesy chips. I mean, why would you ruin perfectly good chips? How you uh, don't ruin them? You make them better. Nah, you do. Um, chips generally are unimprovable. Cheese, salt and vinegar. That's you can all you improve. Need. Everything with cheese. Yeah, I don't know about that. Most things. Um, but I, when I do take them home, I actually do tend to put them on a plate, actually. <sighs> well, the reason is, because obviously if, you, if you're going in manually with a kebab, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, which is, I assume, what most people do, mm. they just go everywhere. And I find that the foam tray is not enough to... No, but I put... What I do is... Otherwise put, you end up with, like, debris all over the but shop, I put a you? plate... I put my box on a plate. Okay, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. That's one way of doing it. But do you find that you have to like stab it? You have to fork out the um, the meat and the salad first before you can pick it up. I don't get salad. Why not? <sighs> Waste of time. Um, like I said, do it right. But the salad generally doesn't cost any more, does it? No, but so it gets in the way. So it's free food. It gets in the way. Yeah, but no, it doesn't. It does. It adds a nice crunch to an otherwise. It depends what kind of kebab you get. I, well, I like, as I've said before, as with hamburgers, mm. I like the salad to add a nice crunch to proceedings. Yeah, that, I understand. You know. But, you know, kebab, I just want filthy meat, ridiculously hot sauce, and some cheesy chips. Don't want any salad there, messing it up, getting in the way, having to get, scoop it all out of the way before I get to the good shit. That's my, that's my personal preference. Yeah, whatever. I'm, you know... Yeah. What I, do you get from a kebab shop? Uh, it depends on how drunk I am and... Boy, if you're really drunk. If I'm absolutely hammered and feeling particularly dreadful yeah. about myself and life yeah, yeah. in general. As, and we've all been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just go for like <clears throat> a large donna. Mm. Um, and In a pitter? Yeah, obviously. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, with all the salad, because mm-hmm. that's just the kind of guy I am. Mm. Uh, and usually chilli sauce or right. garlic depending on the mood yeah yeah, yeah. fair enough oh that garlic sauce we had in um, Liverpool oh yeah there was a very good garlic sauce in Liverpool <laughs> damn yeah yeah do you reckon that's just just Liverpool in general or just that one maybe, kebab place I don't know maybe just that one kebab place but... I, see, I seem to recall actually <clears throat> that we, we, we went there for chips didn't we yeah because we were all a bit short of cash at that point and a bit drunk and a bit drunk and a few people had garlic sauce in their chips yeah yeah and then, like, everyone who did, literally, we'd, we'd walked around about, like, 30 metres down the road. Yeah. Like, fuck me, this garlic sauce is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, turned around and it marched back in yeah, like, yeah, to yeah. congratulate them on the garlic sauce. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just these, They're probably thinking, all oh, these fucking cockney wankers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's a tip for people. If you want the good garlic sauce, guys, you're Liverpool. All right, well, um, last question, Emily Walton. Oh, Emily Walton. She simply says, what's happening to Bromley? What's happening to Bromley? Yeah, and I think she's talking about the sort of, you know, how it's becoming sort of more cosmopolitan. And a bit oh, more the like... gentrification of, yeah, yeah. Uh, of Bromley. Where she's they... not ha- I don't think she's happy about it. Yeah, it's not, not very good. Uh... Industry, 
industry moves forward moves forward you can't stop progress no, and all yeah. the other sort of stuff yeah um, do you feel like we've lost anything particularly vital in Bromley well I, I suppose I don't know I suppose the way that some of the pubs have changed some of the pub, is, I mean yeah is, like, is maybe not that, conducive to that might be the main thing because I don't have a problem with like all the new restaurants and things like that because I never really went to that many restaurants before because there wasn't many yeah. that I would enjoy but yeah. now there's a few that I've tried recently yeah. that are new that I'm we've like, got a Nando's now <laughs> well and, I was uh, talking about like cow and pig that's really nice and the gourmet burger kitchen is quite nice I'm crazy thinking there's a Wagamama's now as well there's a Wagamama's giraffe uh, Byron Burger what's, what's giraffe? Uh, I haven't been there but that's apparently quite a popular one right, right, right. Elliot, Elliot works there is that a um, is that a franchise thing? I think Giraffe? so. Yeah. Right. But this is what I mean. I'm, I have no problem with that because there was nothing in that little space before, and now there's about six or seven new restaurants that I haven't tried. So I don't see the problem with that. I mean, the pub side of things I get because like we used to like our dirty old Swan and Mitre. My my, I think the thing is. And now it's a fucking. I think we get quite sentimental about it because there was a particular social scene. Yeah. in that time and that place exactly yeah I think that's more and it was mostly related to like the bands that played yeah. in those pubs mm. at that time yeah you know that was always good fun wasn't it yeah and I suppose that those were great days <clears throat> we don't really have that anymore um, no and more, which it, that's, that is a shame more's the pity I mean there's if you're an original band in Bromley I don't know where you can play a gig in Bromley now I genuinely no. wouldn't know where to start no unless um, you unless you play some really sort of gratingly anodyne lounge jazz nonsense that people that, that people don't want to hear so you have to turn it down really really low well which is probably why they do it turn down really low maybe but I mean I mean Dread Centre for example still play at the Partridge sometimes that's Julian's band but they're, they're not that's an original like, band though are they well original Bromley band I mean as in they play original songs their own material uh, I mean. they do covers and stuff that's yeah so that's what I mean unless you're a covers band I don't know where you can play a gig in Bromley mm, okay. at this point well, yeah, I suppose that side of things is a bit of a shame, but I mean, which is not to dismiss. But we always bands, find, you know, no, no, of but, course. Um, but we always find. I think as soon as like like now, everyone goes to the railway, and even though the railway has changed as well, it's still now become the most comfortable. Yeah, no, to I, be I, I in. don't, I don't mind going to the railway at all. No. I, I like, I like what it's what it's become. But you know, at the same time, I do miss the fact they they get bands in. You know, yeah. Uh, they do they, again. They still get bands in, but it's like I know it's not the same. Yeah, but when 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 you next can see Diesel King at at, uh, at the railway. Yeah, I know. Or Desert Storm, or Sons of Merrick, or, or us, us, or Silas, or yeah. no, it's true. Or Zocalo, or you know. Yeah, you have to travel a bit further afield now. Yeah, and it's a pain in the bum, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know what's around the corner. They might build a new venue in Bromley. I actually said, because they're building a cinema down by Bromley South, a new one. Right, OK. I feel like they should turn the cinema up at Bromley North into a music venue. I suppose they could. That would be perfect. Would, they'd have to get the right papers and stuff. Yeah, apart, all, that, all that bullshit doesn't matter. But if they could do it, that's a perfect place for it. It's yeah. just outside of London. They'd have to strip out all the some, seats. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if they can, you know... Well, I think they'd have to turn it into a nightclub, really, wouldn't they? Really? Well, they? the thing is, I mean, how many how many screens have they got in there? Like four, two or three? I think I thought they had about six or seven in there. Really? In the in Maybe the Bromley uh, Bromley Empire? I thought it was a bit more than that. Like six. Maybe they've got something that they've got anything like that. I think it's only three, to be honest, mate. No. Yeah, because the one that you go up the stairs for, that's one. No, and there's that's two up there. Is it? 
I'm sure there is. I'm pretty sure it's just the one, and that's screen one's the big one. Yeah. And then downstairs, <clears throat> there's another two, maybe. Oh, I don't know. There's some, but you know, would each each of those be a stage? Would I don't know, but I just mean it's a big enough space that you could turn it into a venue. Yeah, I think it's too big though. Oh, you're just kind being of... fussy, mate. Yeah, evidently. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be for us. I'm talking about just a music venue for like big bands. It's just outside of London. Do you reckon they'd come to Bromley? To get to. If it, if there was a venue there, maybe they would. Is there a market there though? Yes, <laughs> of course. Like it's just outside of London for a start. Who would you book to open the place then? As the, to open of, the maiden, the maiden gig. Gojira. Gojira. They could definitely play. They'd there come. They'd enough. come to Bromley, would they? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't they? If the venue was there. If they knew about Bromley, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, but then oh, we'd uh, say, "Hey, Joe, just wait a minute. We've got a Wagamama." <laughs> oh, like sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. <laughs> I don't need my uh, my rarefied French palate anymore. No. Fucking Wagamamas, mate. <laughs> Get yeah. right on it. All right, well, that was the last question, so it's time for your joke. Well, yeah, because nobody seemed to like last week's joke. No, it was which I slaved, which I slaved over. Yeah, I have was... to say, <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've uh, I've made some some adjustments to my style and delivery, and if you don't like it, <laughs> I don't care. Quite okay, frankly, cool. get your own podcast. Yeah, and tell your own stupid jokes. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Go on. All right. So Andrew's joking. Uh, you like that? Um, I love you, really, listeners. Um, you'll like this one. How do priests make holy water? Go on. They boil the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> see, I enjoyed that a lot more than last week's, and it took about 12 minutes less to tell. How long? Was it about 15 minutes last It one? was about 15 minutes. Yeah, it was a, it was a big one. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And not funny. Whereas that was short and sweet and pretty funny. Good. Well done. Yeah. You can get a gold star for that, or a cocktail sausage if you fancy it. I prefer a gold star, quite okay. frankly. <laughs> All right, well, that was uh, that was episode six. 26. Uh, six of season three. Oh, God, so there's only four left in this run. Only four left, so which means there's only four jamborees left, four jokes. And uh, I've, got a f- I've got an idea for a feature next week, which means we might not need as many questions, because I'll be asking some questions of my own. My word. To Mr. Drew. Um, if anyone wants to get to know Andrew a little bit better, then um, next week is the one to tune into. We'll be delving into his uh, his life a little more intimately than we have in the past. Don't you look really worried? No, no, no. I'm fine, mate. All right, good. No, I'm fine. Good. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Well, Just, um, you know. Yeah. On that note, um, we will. Uh, yeah, we'll also obviously. Um, when we know, uh, we'll announce next week who's won the uh, box of cocktail sausages as well. Yes. Judging by your uh, guesses on how many sausages you ate. We now know that it was uh, four that he managed to do, which is frankly pretty poor. Well, and what, I, what I was, smashed you what again. Were you, what were you hoping for with this exercise? Well, more like what I did, about 11 or 12. But 11, you know. Four well, is frankly... You've you, got a bigger gob than I have, clearly. No, you just didn't put the effort in, mate. Mm. I saw you. You just put four in and was like, eh. That'll do. That'll do. I did say I don't like cocktail sauce. Neither do I, but I still managed more than twice as many as you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right, well, uh, <laughs> that's that's the end. Um, thank you again for all the questions. Keep them coming Cheers, for next week. Cheers, guys. Um, if we don't use all the questions next week, you'll know why, but we will roll them over to episode eight. Yeah, it'll be seven next week, wouldn't it? Or 27, whatever. It will be 27 next week. Lovely stuff. Our podcast will be the same age as you. Yeah. Kind of. of. 
Yeah, not really. Yeah. But nah. <laughs> all just right. go with it. Alright, yeah, I'm going with it. Alright, thanks a lot, listeners. Um, Cheers, guys. Do you want to end with your little quote? Uh, uh, okay. Stay wordy. There it is. See you later, guys. Bye. after the old gearbox.